hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast. You already know who it is. It's your girl, Righteous Sun. And on today's podcast, we are interviewing the creator and the founder of Ubuntu Wellness Window, Eloise Morrison. For those who like what you hear, please remember to like and subscribe and share with family and friends. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hello everyone, this is another episode. This is your girl Rashida, aka Righteous Sun. And as you know, of course, I can't just do this podcast alone. There are so many women and people in my life that have inspired me and I want the opportunity to share their experiences and their stories with everyone. So, with that being said, I'm going to welcome in Miss Eloise. Hi, Eloise. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, so, yes, as you know, I just started this podcast. I'm super excited. Uh, I don't know where it's going, but I do know that it feels good. And I just wanted to take the opportunity to invite you on this episode to share your story because to me personally, it is very inspiring. And I have shared your story with many other people because it's one of those ones where you only read it in a book. Um, But to actually meet somebody who experienced that and went on their journey and healed through their journey is so heartwarming and inspiring and it's definitely a story for everybody to hear um so with that being said as you know i don't really have any script questions but i really kind of just flow with the conversation and with spirit um as you know me that's just how i am um so please tell us a little bit about eloise i'm married with four children and um i have my what i do for work is i have a daycare center um I have 56 children enrolled. I used to have two daycare centers, but now I have one. And I've recently opened up a wellness center as well. Um, I have three dogs. I love animals. (laughs) (laughs) So I love animals and children and people and life in general. Wonderful, Mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah, so you're a mom just like myself. Mm -hmm. And there's not that many um, of us out there. I think I'm meeting more who have um, four children. I know normally Mm -hmm. people like stop at two, but (laughs) there's always a reason for everything. So Mm -hmm. another reason why I felt connected to you, because I was like, what? Another (laughs) mom who has four kids? Like, unheard of. Um, Tell us a little bit, I guess, about what it is that you do. So I can, I can just give a little snippet is um, I met Eloise through she found a card of mine at Odyssey Bookstore which is in Toronto Canada for those who live in Toronto for those who live in Canada um, that alone Um, and we just connected and it's kind of been smooth sailing ever since she now has a beautiful wonderful center called Ubuntu Wellness Window and I would like to know a little bit about that and how that got started. That got started after my healing journey. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to go back. That's all right. If you feel, if you feel <laughs> okay. compelled to go back, um, I 
truly do believe that the people that do listen to this, it will resonate and it will be a story that they will, what I hope, absorb pieces of that to help them along their journey. Okay. Well, back to four children. <laughs> so my last son, he was born two months early. And um, at that point, I was still breastfeeding my third son. So he was only 12 months. And I went into the hospital. Long story short, he had to be born. Um, emergency C-section, my uterus ruptured. And so he spent two months in hospital and I was back and forth with um, trying to be with my other children and the businesses at the time. I had two daycares in the in the upper beaches in Toronto. And um, it was a very busy time. So obviously, um, I even, as I'm saying this, I'm talking about everything else around me, but I'm not talking about the fact that my uterus ruptured. And um, I only realized years later that yes, my uterus ruptured and I didn't focus on that and take care of the healing of what I was going through. So that was totally, um, that happened and I was just focused on getting my child well. I had to, um, you know, pump the milk for him and he had to be fed through, through the nose and I had to, you know, constantly be there at the hospital plus be there at work and with my children and my husband is a great help as well. Um, but it was just a very busy time and I never looked back from there. I just went and went and went and, you know, just trying to pick up the pieces of everything around me. And, um, I really didn't realize that I hadn't stopped bleeding after that, after the uterus rupture. And it was maybe, again, like three years later that I started to realize that, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. And um, to the point where I went into the doctor and had blood work done. And one day, um, um, I was just feeling really, really faint. So I went in to the eMERGE, had some blood work done, but they sent me home. And then after that, maybe an hour or two later, I got a call that I had to come right back to the eMERGE because my hemoglobin was at 50 and I had to get a blood transfusion and an iron infusion. And from that point on, um, I was sent to different medical doctors trying to find out why I'm still bleeding so much because I would lose blood and then I'd have to be topped up or have to have iron infusions because I just couldn't sustain the blood loss with daily living. <laughs> now, was that ongoing? So was it just continuous bleeding or was this every time of the month Almost you were bleeding heavy? Ongoing. I didn't ongoing. even know wow. where the period was. Wow. It was just constant bleeding. And I think because I was so busy, I didn't go in to check on myself. I just kept, <laughs> I thought one day it'll subside. Maybe it's just because of, you know, I just had a baby and I just thought it was the after effects of the really bad delivery mm -hmm. and the uterus rupture. So, and so, yes, I just was going back and forth to the doctor. No one could figure out why I was bleeding. It was just awful, awful, awful. And anyways, the last episode was I went into a specialist who um, 
a gynecologist, and his recommendation was that I would um, have a hysterectomy. And um, so we did, you know, the like prep for the operation and um, several appointments up until I had, until it was the pre-op appointment, um, getting me ready for this operation. And um, I had to get the hormones in place, I had to get medication, all this, all this stuff. I actually, in between that, I also was on medication to help stop the bleeding. But I was always under the, um, uh, like I was always questioning if, if this pill is just stopping the bleeding, what else is happening? Like, mm. what's going to happen when I stop taking this pill? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this pill was actually affecting my liver. Really? <laughs> so that I had to be, I had to stop taking that pill. Anyways, down to the pre-op appointment. When I went in for the pre-op appointment, um, and um, we had taken, actually we had taken a biopsy sample. And the biopsy sample um, was, the doctor shared, it wasn't cancerous, but it was going in that direction. Mm. So um, after a second biopsy appointment, it was getting a little bit worse. So he had suggested at that point, we remove everything not just a hysterectomy, but the ovaries as well, like everything. And so at that point, um, I went in, again, sorry, I'm repeating myself, but I went in for the pre-op appointment, and something that day said to me, um, no, I'm not going to take this, I'm not going to do the surgery. I hadn't planned on that, like I had planned on going in there, talking about, you know, what's going to happen at the surgery, the... um, anesthesiologist was going to come in like it was a planned appointment but at that time something came over me and like I I would never um go against doctor's advice but this was like I don't know and I'm not even that confident of a person to voice my (laughs) opinions out loud right I, I always keep things to myself but at this point I was like no, I've got to, I've got to say this. I've got to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. So he was quite taken aback. He was like, okay, well... And I had no plan at the time. I was just like, just give me three months. That's all that came out of my mouth. I was like, three months? Just give me three months and let me figure this out because I'm not ready to mm-hmm. have this operation. Right. And... um Usually signs for me when I'm when I feel like something's right or wrong, I get like these I call it the goosies, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I get goosebumps. And it's just like a sign for me, a, con- a confirmation to say, You're right, just go with the flow of what you're thinking. Trust your intuition. I love that. That's what it is. <laughs> I love that. Now, I've known Eloise for a while, so she has actually told me that little tip. So I just want you to repeat yourself for those out there who might feel those little goosebumps but might ignore it, right? Because there's a lot of women out there, we talk about it a lot with our intuition, we lose it along the way, we might not even have it as we continue to grow up, but it's there. And if we have those moments, we need to follow it and trust it. So can you repeat that one more time about the goosies? Yes, it's like... (laughs) It's like this feeling that comes over you, the goosebumps. And I just call it the goosies because it's like, there they are again. And you just have to, you have to trust, you have to stop and try to think, why are you having, why is that feeling coming Mm. over you? So there's a reason. Yeah. At that moment. 
and it was like I had just had to trust myself and I knew and trust you did so what happened as you're saying that you didn't know what you were going to do but I always say it's like spirit or voice within your head said Mm -hmm. like don't worry Eloise give it three months you're like three months well what's gonna happen in three months like hello this is my life right now all right I'll just I've heard those two in my life where they're like don't worry Rashida in a year time a year like I'm right now I need that year to happen like in less than six months please so yeah what was your thought and how did you express that to your loved ones yeah so I left the office like I knew that once I left the office and shared it with my mom or my husband that it's going to be a problem because they they saw how um debilitated I was like I was like I've been going through that for a long time and they knew that there's got to be something that's going to change and you're going to get better so this was the this was the golden ticket get this operation and you're going to feel 10 times better so when I came home and told them that I wasn't taking this operation like of course my mom was very upset with me because she also knew that this was, you know, this is basically going to save you. Um, my husband also, because, you know, it's hard living with someone and you're constantly like, um, I don't have energy for him, you know. And he was like, why? Why aren't you going to do it? And um, I just said, "There's." I just had to explain something just, I just. I couldn't even just explain it. Just trust me, okay? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Trust me, everything will be fine. Like, yeah, I was just like, it's just, uh, I can't do it right now. Just just give me some time. I'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, more time? You've had like all these years and it's like, nothing's getting better. I said, just please, just no pressure. I just have to do this. I have mm-hmm. to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, I didn't have a plan, but... <laughs> Um, I, I did have a plan to go to South Africa. That I had this ticket book, this, this travel experience book for a while, and I had to go on it, um, and I wanted to go on it. And, um, of course, I was topped up with blood and iron to go. And I met a lady on our trip, and she, um, one morning, she was taking, you know, she was having breakfast, taking her vitamins, and I just asked her, like, what are you taking there? <laughs> And um, she had some tinctures and some vitamins, and she just explained um, where she had been going, and it was a place called Soul 7. And it used to be in Yorkville. It's no longer there anymore, but it was um, a holistic wellness center um, where she just said you should go. Like, based on her experience, she said you should go, and it led me to there. Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about that experience at Soul 7? Um, she's obviously told me this story numerous times, which <laughs> I am always listening to it like I'm listening to it for the first time, even though I know the outcome. Um, and then after I heard that, I was like, wow, that's such an amazing story. So I Googled the Soul 7. Yes, they're no longer there, mm-hmm. but they still do have a website. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is interested in wanting to connect or you know people that you would like to connect them with, they still do have a website. And I believe you can just go through and connect somehow through that website, Soul7. And the founder of that, his name is Bob Burnerman, and he, um, I think he's also opening up another center um, uh, overseas. 
I can't remember exactly where, but so I went to Soul 7, didn't know why I was going. I just said, I've got to get to this place. I called and the first initial intake was um, to meet with um, an individual called Dimitri. He's also a holistic doctor. So, um, so I met with Dimitri and the intake was all about a body scan. So I went in and I did this body scan. I didn't even know, like nobody explained it to me. And I didn't give any information. I didn't give any um, information about what I was going through, any symptoms. I just came there and they did this body scan on me and hooked me up to um, like these little stickies around my body. <laughs> and I was to meditate there for 20 minutes while it was, while the scan was happening. And after the scan, um, Dimitri talked to me about what he thought I was experiencing. And it was everything that I was experiencing. And um, like chronic fatigue, my adrenal glands, like um, pain, like, and his whole, um, explanation to me was that I was having chronic stress mm. in the area of my cervix mm -hmm. all in that area it was chronic stress and um, at that time like I was always I was searching for a reason why I was bleeding because mm. the doctor um, at, at Mount Sinai <laughs> the doctors couldn't tell me why, why I was bleeding mm -hmm. so because I wasn't given a reason why I wasn't prepared to take out and have this operation, I wasn't prepared to have a hysterectomy because they weren't telling me why I was having it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, if I take out my, if I have a hysterectomy, is the bleeding going to go somewhere else? Mm. Is the problem going to go somewhere else? Yeah, that's because such a great way of thinking, mm -hmm. of thinking that way, because I think a lot of women don't think that way or don't even feel that they have enough of a voice to speak up because we put so much trust in others, right? We put a lot of trust mm -hmm. in the medical field to say, okay, you guys know what you're doing. Um, go with it, whatever it is, even if it is very invasive. And I always look at any type of um, surgery or anything like that is a form of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. So to for you to be able to have a voice enough to say, I'm not ready right now. I know this sounds ridiculous, but... I'm going to speak my mind and trust my heart and go with that is huge. And it led you into like this amazing journey. What happened after you, he told you about the chronic stress, yes. what was his advice? So after he told me that, he said, you know, I wish I could have met you a year ago um, because you're, you're in bad shape. You're right. So his advice to me was that the treatment plan he was giving me was at Soul 7 and it's, it's kind of unbelievable. <laughs> um, the only treatment was, it was meditation and these tinctures that he prepared for me and a med magnetic therapy bed. So um, tinctures, a magnetic therapy bed and meditation. And that was it. That was it. And he also said to me, which I will never forget, if you believe you can heal, you will heal. <laughs> I love this so, story every time you yes. tell it to me because that's the really, it really does come down to that piece. Yeah. And 
this podcast is all about that human experience, but everybody knows that um, I'm a healer. Everybody that I'm bringing on here totally gets this type of, I'll say mumbo jumbo if that's how you want to word it, but like we all get it. And so these are the people that I bring on to this podcast because they get it and I want them to be able to share their experiences. My voice is wonderful, but I'm coming from one experience. Everybody needs to to connect with other people to to understand those experiences and know that you as well have a story and a journey and you have experiences that are valid and need to be told right mm-hmm. um so i really appreciate everything that you're bringing to the table meditation was the big one um, which we should all do tinctures which is huge because tinctures actually gets more into the bloodstream versus vitamins which are usually watered down and now i'm realizing multivitamins are more like minerals and so you gotta take all these different vitamins but tinctures is definitely a way to really get it straight to the source Um, and a magnetic bed which is actually really interesting with crystals which of course i'm always i got crystals all over my house (laughs) Um, and so you did those three things what did you think when he said all of that to you well at the time I was like that's it like that's what's gonna heal me but um, when he did say you have to believe that you're gonna heal I was like okay I just took it all in I just took it all in and then I bought this unlimited package at Soul 7 because I thought, okay, I've got three months <laughs> and less than three months now because I had gone away. So I've got less than three months to, to try the best I can to heal myself. And so I went in there at least three to four times a week and did the meditation and the magnetic therapy and, I, and the tinctures daily. And what I from what he said to me what I did while I was meditating and on the on the bed I would tell myself I'm healthy I'm healed I'm I would talk to myself mm-hmm. and give myself these messages um to I don't know why I was doing that either <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> I was just talking to myself and constant I was just pouring into myself mm-hmm. because I had this limited time mm. and if I thought if it doesn't work, I'm going to let myself down. I'm going to let my family down. And I just wanted to maximize that time mm-hmm. as much as I could. Oh my gosh, I loved all those words that you just strung together. <laughs> <laughs> because it does, I think it does come down to that sometimes. And I think as we as moms, we're doing so much, we don't even have time to pour into mm-hmm. ourselves. And that's like something I'm always pushing. It's like a reminder for myself too. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times you think you've poured enough into yourself, you I always feel like as a mom, you're pouring a lot more out than we pour mm-hmm. in. And then we think, oh, we'll get to ourselves later. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there is no later and mm-hmm. something has to come and hit you before you realize, okay, like you need to stop. And that's usually what happens to me. If I get sick, it's because I'm going too much. I'm doing too many things. And that little voice will be like, slow down. I'll be like, yeah, don't worry. I'll slow down tomorrow. And they'll be like, nope, today. And then it's usually I'm out. And I know it's because I'm overworking myself. And my body just needs to rest. And it's okay to leave things just for a little bit. So I guess as you continued on with less than three months to do all this and figure it out, what began to happen well um it was actually after a month <laughs> not even 
Not even, like, it was just after a month, the bleeding stopped. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I, like, this is amazing that you have these conversations because I couldn't even tell people what I was going through because nobody would believe Right? That. It's like, unbelievable. That's baloney. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. And people would probably think, oh, you weren't even sick to begin with. But I, I was very, like, I was completely... And I was used to operating at a, at a minimal level. Like, mm. I was used to operating. People would look at me like, you've got two daycare centers. You're running huge business. You've got four children. You're smiling. You look fine. But on the inside, I was, like, crumbling. Like, mm. I was barely, you know, mm-hmm. above water. And so to explain to people what I was going through, it, it I couldn't. Right. I couldn't. So you had to hold that in, I guess, mm-hmm. for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Um, how did your family take after that one month where you're just like, because of course I'm sure they're asking, they're trying to keep on top of you, like what's going on? Well, it was really only my mom and my husband that really knew that I was, you know, first of all, going to have this operation and, and knew that I was going to Soul 7. And so after the month, they were both like, my mom was really like, oh my gosh, what where is this place (laughs) what What just happened (laughs) i can't believe this because they you know they've taken me to and from the hospital they've seen what's going on like i used to take pictures of the heavy like this is like very gruesome but that's okay the heavy blood (laughs) that was coming out of Mm -hmm. my body like and like um what is it called like clots Mm. and like and so you know, imagine as a mom, your your daughter like is is bleeding out like yeah, like it was awful. I could only so, yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, so she really knew how it was how what was taking place, and then to go from three years of that to a month of nothing was like unbelievable. It was it was like. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's still an amazing story every time mm-hmm. I hear it because you do hear those miracle stories. Yes. Um, but now, ever when I hear stories like that, um, it does make me change. Where I think a lot of people think that miracles are outside of yourself, and that mm-hmm. story makes me realize that miracles can happen within. Within. Yeah. And thank you for that. Because mm-hmm. you don't get to hear a lot of those stories. I know they have like chicken soup for the soul and, and um, a lot of stories like that. But when you're reading somebody else's story, you're just like, okay, well, it was only meant for them or it could only happen to them. But when it comes closer to you and it's like, wow, I'm actually physically talking to somebody that said that this happened. Okay, like this shit is real. Mm-hmm. On this podcast, we swear sometimes. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> it is those like unbelievable stories that just make me um continue on my journey of what mm-hmm. I'm doing in this world mm-hmm. uh okay so what happened after that month um so after the month I still kept going I still kept going um even though the bleeding had stopped I just still kept going and I also the next appointment so we booked an appointment for with my doctor with the surgeon and because I, he said after three months come back and we're going to do another biopsy and we're going to see where things are because you know giving me that chance <laughs> it's still saying it still sounds so crazy but <laughs> anyways um so i went back to him and we did a biopsy and 
And I told him, you know, there's no more bleeding. And he was just like, wow. And he was like, where is this place that you went? And he, he, he wrote it down in the, in the chart, in my chart. And we did the biopsy and the biopsy came back. Cells are normal. Cells are completely normal. And I don't know. Right? What do, know. What, what do you say after that? What do you say after that? It's normal. What? I'm sure everybody in the room had to have gone silent for just a little bit because your brain has to be running. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't take any medication. I didn't take yeah. any any invasive medication or surgery at all. I just meditated, used some mm-hmm. crystals and some tinctures and you know, affirmations, which of course help to reprogram. And Mm -hmm. it's sounds complicated, but it's really that simple Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be done. Yes. So can I ask like what happened after that? I guess you'd say miracle or aha moment for you. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so I just, I don't know. I kind of, realize that your intuition is what guides you through life and if you don't trust your intuition like I could have had I could have had my whole uterus taken out out. and I could have been on hormones for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. I could have been on medication for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. and things probably would have went much worse yeah than than um you know I don't know what my life would have been like if if I had to have that operation. And um, so after having that whole experience happen, I just realized how powerful, that's the word I've been looking for, how powerful we are as individuals. And if we don't, um, if we can't realize, like there's a lot of times when you think, oh my gosh, anyways, that you don't trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you can say it. We a lot of us out there, we don't trust ourselves. There's we days when I don't even trust myself. <laughs> right? Yeah, like you're right. We trust other people to for the fate of our lives mm-hmm. and it's just like it's unbelievable. I've gone I've gone over several times like, you know, just going to the doctor and thinking, well, he might not have known what was the right thing for me, but I went and took that pill or I went and mm. did that because he told me to. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it was right for me. Right. Because everybody has a different body and everybody, um, you know, all of us are different. But what is the same is that we all have an intuition. We all have a, have a what is it called? Like a compass inside us that can, mm. that can guide us. Mm-hmm. And we have to connect to that so that we can help others help others yeah because I think that other people out there don't realize that they have the compass and Mm -hmm. it's people like yourself who tell these stories which can allow them to at least if they're going left they'll know maybe maybe I should try right like I've Mm -hmm. thought about it Mm -hmm. I have an intuition that little voice in my head to say go right but I'm so used to doing this that I'm a little nervous or scared to take that next step or try this something that is so different than what I'm used to but it's through stories like yourself that help people to it's kind of like your story is a compass 
right? It's a little piece on the map where they can just stop for a second and take a breather, listen in and and say, okay, maybe I'm all right to take this direction instead Mm -hmm. of this one. Because this one has been leading me down a path, but not the one that I feel is right for me, right? Maybe they're not getting the goosies. If you're not getting the goosies, then maybe you're going on the wrong path and you need to go and try a different one. Um, So you have this wonderful center called Ubuntu. Am I saying it right? Ubuntu. Ubuntu (laughs) Wellness Window. Did that, did you creating this center um, come from that experience? Um, It definitely did. So after that whole experience, my spiritual, more of a spiritual journey began for me. And um, I traveled to India after that as well. And more healing took place there. And um, I just, after that and coming home from that experience too, I just felt compelled to share my story because, and not just um, the story of like healing my, like what initially, what ultimately led to the bleeding was chronic stress. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was, and people can have chronic stress and it could show up in, breast cancer, it could show up in lung cancer, it could show up in some other medical medical problem, some other health problem. And um, so after coming back from India, I just realized that, because um, we did a lot of yoga and meditation and a lot of, um, learned a lot of different practices and different ways of life. And um, we went to an ashram and even eating just vegetables because at Rishikesh it was just in this place called Rishikesh they just eat vegetables no meat Mm. not just vegetables but no meat after you experienced those things did you come back and say I think I want to open up something that kind of resonates yes like I definitely came back thinking that I wanted to share um I wanted to I wanted to open up a space or provide a space where people can come and um and share their stories yeah heal from heal from whatever is going on um come out away from the busy life and just decompress Mm -hmm. um healing energy reiki um workshops um community Mm -hmm. um yoga just a place where people can can come away from the stress and fill themselves with energy, love and light and perfect. Yeah, no, I think everything that you're saying makes total sense. I remember okay. I remember um being pregnant with Marcus and I was like in a really stressful like work environment. I'm also like not big on a lot of chaos and Mm -hmm. I'll never forget my mom saying you should just try prenatal yoga and I'm like what she's like just try it you don't know I heard it's like I guess at that time I don't say it was like a new thing but it was new to me and so I thought okay like I'll give this a try and it was like downtown like Young Street so even more chaos of like okay I have to go down there from like drive down from Markham to come all the way down to all this chaos and when I entered into the class I left the class like I want to live in the class 
right? Mm -hmm. I want to live in this type of stress-free, light, slow, soft music Mm -hmm. in my ear for this entire pregnancy. How can I make that happen? Mm -hmm. And so it does make a lot of sense that um, you created a space like this because I do believe that a lot of moms out there don't have that space your house is i know a lot of people say your house is your house but it's your family's home as well and Mm -hmm. you i don't know i think that a lot of moms create the space for their family and then of course we put ourselves back here so we don't have that space to be alone to be able to recoup to regenerate without having a child because children always find you Mm -hmm. i don't care if you have your own little space or not they'll come a knocking on that door to ask you a question that they really didn't need to ask you but Mm -hmm. they felt the need to come and find you and ask you that question so for you to create a space where for myself personally i can just step away i do uh do work within the center but I'm realizing more and more that I just need to come to the center so that I can find space for myself to continue to grow and do the work that I do and mm-hmm. still feel like I'm myself and I can connect to myself in a way that I can't when I'm around my family. As much as I love them, I think we all still, I mean, I don't know about you, but I encourage my kids, we are family, but I still encourage them to find their independence mm-hmm. because through that you're going to grow and Absolutely. learn your own your, your own way of moving through life. And if I'm not modeling that, like, it's not, it doesn't make sense. And I'm learning that over time that I encourage them. I also need to encourage myself. So this center has been amazing. And I tell everybody about it. Can you perhaps say, well, you've already sort of told us the type of things that happen in here, but what do you look forward to in the future for Ubuntu Wellness? Um, I just, I look forward to the community growing. I look forward to more people coming, sharing their stories, um, feeling like they are encouraged to heal. Like w- once they come here, um, I want people to have that feeling that whatever it is, they can navigate through with the with the support that's mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. with the support and healing that's here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you currently, I believe you currently have a few teachers that come in and teach workshops such as Reiki, mm-hmm. um, Reiki level one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, what other full moon ceremony mm-hmm. workshops, yeah. which we hope to continue, mm-hmm. uh, and as well as some other workshops. There's yoga. We've got a yoga teacher here, and we've also got. Um, yeah, lots of people are just doing different uh, meditation workshops or just um, people are um, are doing the space for just days of meditation, mm. like a full day of meditation Love at it. a time. Love yeah, it. Yeah, which is amazing. Beautiful. We've also got a, a sauna. What's it called again? Intra- <laughs> I've seen one of those. No, I've She's actually seen one of those on intro, like IG. but. Um, I think all of those things help to encompass what a person would need if they are feeling stressed, if they're feeling like they need to just take a break, 
you kind of have it all encompassed in one. It is really like a one-stop shop because (laughs) if anybody who does live in Toronto or you ever come down to Toronto and you're visiting, I do know that we have a lot of people in the States who listen as well as in the UK. So if you're ever traveling and you still want to continue on your journey and your practice and you just need that space for just a little bit as you're on your trip you can absolutely come to ubuntu wellness window 2560 gerard street east it is in scarborough uh, for those who know scarborough um but i think it's time for scarborough to have spaces like that i feel like a lot of that is Mm -hmm. condensed um in central downtown which we know everybody loves to be in the mix of things but i also think that centers like this need to and will hopefully start to pop up um, in a lot more locations where people can have access to it because i kind of feel like right now we don't obviously you know we went through a pandemic so everything Mm -hmm. was really online but i'm always encouraging for people to step out of their comfort zone and to connect with like-minded people that can help them Mm -hmm. to foster whatever it is that is residing within them that is like itching to get out Mm -hmm. right if you're feeling those goosebumps there's a reason for it and you need to follow those little instincts because I always I really truly believe it will lead you to victory it will lead you to miracles as you know and I do want to say thank you so much is there anything else that Eloise wants to like share is there anything else going on that you would like to I always like to do that at the end if there's anything that you feel you want to share about the center anything that you want Mm -hmm. to help to bring more people yeah, uh, the, well, actually one thing while we were talking I forgot to mention was along my healing journey, it was very, um, I would say lonely, like it was just me and, and trying to heal and there was nobody really to talk to throughout the whole thing. Like I would, and I was also going to other things as well. I was going to like um, acupuncture, I was just doing it all, trying to, trying to heal, but the main healing was at Soul 7 and um that's why also within Ubuntu, I wanted to create a space where we can communicate because mm. I think it's so important while you're healing or whatever you're going through or whatever journey you're on that you have um, connection to communicate. Mm. Totally, totally, mm-hmm. totally makes sense and very important. Uh, can I ask this question? Yes. What does Ubuntu mean oh, and how did you even come up with that name? Yes, yeah, so Ubuntu means I am because we are. And um, um, so I'm South African. My mom is South African. And um, Bishop Tutu, the, the late Archbishop Desmond Tutu, he recently passed away in December of um, this past December. And he shares Ubuntu in a lot of his teachings. And it's, um, it's just meant that I can't be me without you and you can't be you without me. And also within the healing, what I, what I went through in terms of my healing, all those things were important into my healing. So I can't be healed without a number of things. It wasn't just one thing specifically. So that's why I called um, this Ubuntu Wellness Window because there's so many factors involved in healing and um, it's a journey that encompasses many different things. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It is a never-ending journey. And for those who are currently on it, 
just a reminder that you are not alone and it is so so important you'll probably hear this in almost every single episode (laughs) that um, I create and have wonderful people join me is that communication and connecting with people really helps to foster and grow your spirit on so many levels I feel full when I leave people that fill me up, right? It's an energy exchange that is very beautiful. And this one was no different than any others. Thank you so much once again, Eloise. Thank you all for listening. Once again, you already know what to do. Like, subscribe, tell family and friends. This is the Ultimate Human Experience Podcast. I'm your girl, Rashida. 